Kendra is consistent, but Kendra is not who she was in 2013. And I can accept that from her. I have to adjust, but I have to remind myself that I've been buying these thin vanilla Oreo cookies for three months every week for her. But this month, she don't want them and don't want them for the rest of the year. <laughs> She's gonna change. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of Black, LGBTQIA plus individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA plus individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm here with some very special guests today. We got Dee and Kendra in the building. Y'all go ahead and introduce yourselves to the people. I'm Kendra. I'm Dee. Thank and you together for having you us. Are, together you are... Oh, oh meet the, the Reynolds. There you go. Meet the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, meet the Reynolds. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to meet the Reynolds. Um... So let's go ahead and jump into your, your story together. Um, I usually start with, you know, let's talk about how you got into your sexuality, but we'll touch on that later. Um, how did you meet? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to tell it or you want to tell it? I'm telling it because you don't tell it right. Ah, right. There it is. <laughs> okay. So we had mutual friends who were dating and I was, we were both living in, you were in South Carolina, I was in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and our friends were dating, so my friend was like, hey, you want to go to Myrtle Beach with me, I'm gonna go hang out with my girlfriend, da 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 um, and she's got this friend, and I was like, well, I'm, you know, still, you know, hanging out with my ex, da 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 blah, 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 she had a whole girlfriend, <laughs> but I guess, her friend told her about me before I was told about her and she friended me on Facebook. So it wasn't that serious of a relationship. So yeah. It was on the way. It was, it was, tra- it was in transition. It was transitioning out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so we never met and apparently years passed and we continue to be Facebook friends. So this Myrtle beach trip, Never happened, happened. Or did not, it did not happen. It never happened. Oh, okay. We didn't meet. So um, we would like each other's posts on Facebook. That's it. Like nothing big. I stalked her on Facebook for like two years. And I broke up with the guy that I was with. And I guess she could tell. It changes. You know, she knew, Chris, the, she knew the patterns. She was like, she ain't going to the restaurant. I don't see no more restaurant posts. I don't really see <laughs> like too much going to the beach. Mm-hmm. Nobody's recording her anymore. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. So she slides in so my DMs. Yeah. And we haven't not talked a day since. Yeah. What'd you say, Kendra? That's true. That is very true. I said, um, I said, I think you're really beautiful. I hope this doesn't make you uncomfortable. Oh, there it is. You know, you got to hit it with the compliment first. 
Um, but she was with a guy. So I said, I hope this doesn't weird you out because I didn't even really know too much about her dating history other than she had just got out of a relationship with a man, with a man. So I said, I hope this doesn't make you, you know, weirded out, but I think you're really beautiful. Um, I've noticed your Facebook posts have kind of changed and gotten a little sad. If you ever want to talk, I'm here. And, and since then, smooth. And right? since then, <laughs> since then, I, what we, we, uh, what, what do it used to be called? Cause it wasn't, we didn't FaceTime cause what FaceTime was wasn't Skype. a thing yet. It was Skype. Yeah, yeah. We Skyped that first night. We Skyped that first night. I had to make sure she wasn't catfishing me and everything. So yeah. Let's so when you watch. DM'd her, she she gave you a vibe. She gave you the vibe. She was like, "Oh no, that's good. What's up?" Yeah, she was like, "Oh no, thank you." With the little blushing emoji. So how <laughs> did you? Since she was with a guy, were you bisexual, D? Or how did you? How did you pick up? What you pick up on, Kendra? So I'm bisexual. Okay. Um, the ex that I was dealing with when we were supposed to meet was a girl. Oh, the mm-hmm. plot thickens. <laughs> yes 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 got so, it okay okay that makes sense that I'm, makes sense i'm fluid i love who loves me right there and apparently go. i love it right yeah nice so how long how long did y'all talk online before y'all actually met? are you from the same place no i'm actually from indiana from south bend indiana a small place if you know where notre dame is that's where i'm from and d is from Asheville, north carolina i know south bend from uh Skylar diggins Yes, yes, yes. She's she, she rep hard. Oh yeah, that's a hometown hero right there. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. That's dope. So, uh, y'all dated dated a couple years. We uh we talked on Skype for about what a couple of months, like two or three months. like two or three months before she even came to like actually meet me in person. We had only had you know interaction on Facebook via our friends and Skype. So three months, and then she finally came and saw me in Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. Don't you do it. <laughs> what are we doing, Kendra? I would. Yeah, I'm not going. I ain't going to embarrass you. I ain't going to do it. We, okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so where do you? Where do you live now? I still got to live with her. So yes, that's, that's right. Y'all want listen. <laughs> podcast is for love only. <laughs> no arguments after this podcast. No, um, no. So where do you live now? Uh, we are in Georgia. So we are in Marietta, right outside of okay. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We've literally moved. How many states together? Three? I've moved three, you moved two. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's be technical. Yes. So, I left North Carolina. Yeah, she left North Carolina and moved in with me in Myrtle Beach. And then my job, so I'm I'm an HR, my job manager. Okay. Our, my job relocated us from South Carolina to Florida. So we lived in Florida for about what four or five years. And then I D, got a job. We got a job at, at a Grady, hospital uh, at a burn unit to move us here. Nice, nice. How you like Georgia? Love, Love it. it. Love it. That's what I hear. It's a good place. Like Black Hollywood here. Yeah, yeah. There's only a few places I I would live as a, a black gay woman. I there's not too many places I would live. I would live in Georgia, Atlanta area, mm-hmm. uh, New York. I'm from Jersey originally. Ah, uh, Jersey. Uh, um, maybe <laughs> some parts of Houston, Texas, but it would have to be like a big kind of metro situation you know uh-huh, you know how yeah. y'all, y'all know how it is out there Absolutely. um okay so when you so you're dating y'all like this is it um talk talk me through kind of the, the journey of like getting engaged getting married just like the whirlwind of uh of the relationship you can tell this story <laughs> okay okay 
So we, let me see, she refused to move in with me without a ring. I'm a lady. I'm mad at her. You like it, put a ring on it. Move in. So I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I know who I'm dealing with. All right. All right. So I was like, okay, let me go ahead and uh, put the smooth on her real quick. I took her to Hawaii. We had been together for about a year, about a year, year and a half. I took her to Hawaii. Everybody was telling her that I was going to propose for this trip. Everybody was telling her. Nobody knew except for me and my best friend that I was actually going to propose to her. Didn't tell anybody but my best friend. So took her to Hawaii. First night that we got there on the balcony, she turns around. I'm on my knee with my ring. And like, maybe you had said what you had said. Remember? 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 <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what I said. It was it was very casual. It wasn't you know I didn't have a big speech planned out. No, no, I said because I think D, I jumped on you before you could. Yeah, because like, yeah, like, he said I ain't moving in. Like, uh. yeah. he said I ain't moving in till you propose. You said okay, say less. Say less, right? <laughs> you got, got it. Ring real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love it. I love it. So, 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 how was that? How how was that for you, D? So, she played me. <laughs> She completely played me. I had no idea. Even everybody, nobody takes you to Hawaii unless they're going to propose. Nobody takes you to Hawaii. And I said, she likes me and I like her back. You know, we haven't really like met each other's family. We hadn't done the whole big, you know, this is who I'm with. This is my person. And she said that. I'm not going to propose. I ain't even met your mama yet. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And then what she do? <laughs> granted, she had to throw you off. She had to throw you off her scent. Granted, Kendra has been the most consistent person in my life. And that includes parents, family members, and consistency is something that I've always craved. So how consistent she has always been. She's always been the same as she, as she was when we were dating. And that meant something to me. And that's how I kind of knew she was my person. Yeah, oh. that's fine. Consistency is key. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> it is nice to hear, right? Yeah. Um, that's beautiful. So how so at, so it was a retroactive meeting of the parents. Oh, she had met mine. Okay. You had met my people. Um uh, I hadn't met your mom. You had met my mom, but you had met I've only met your mom on Facebook, on FaceTime. FaceTime. We, so you we just talked to her. Yeah. yeah. I met I all met, of my family still lives in Indiana. Okay. Yeah. Um, I met her mother and her grandfather and her sister at her sister's wedding in Miami. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um she met my <laughs> father at his 50th birthday party. And she met my mother at my brother's graduation almost a year after we were married. Yep. That's Same a whole thing. No, yeah. listen, he ain't got to tell me. <laughs> he ain't got to tell me. Okay. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Well, and what you met, you met Nana two or three months after the wedding. She came and stayed with us because she was going to a Tai Chi conference. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, the family dynamics are crazy. My um, my family's pretty cool. They they like you know whatever. It was just like oh, so this this your girlfriend? This is who you with? Yeah, it's no like for yeah. me. It's it's I, it, it was easy, but um, my wife's family's a little different. They you know Pentecostal Christian family. That's a whole nother like situation. Like that's just you know, y'all know yeah. how that yeah, it can be. I can relate um, to yours. Yeah, yeah, but the funniest. Is. 
Yeah, it just, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're, we're, we're on our way. Um, we, uh, the funniest story of like a family meeting is like my grandmother, she, she passed away last year, but she was nice. She's in her nineties. And so, um, she had known who Rochelle was for years. She, she would come home with, with me, like, you know, no big deal. And, um, <laughs> we're sitting at my grandma's house and she's sitting there watching TV, like, you know, it, she got like a little recliner chair, like facing the TV, the couch is kind of behind her chair and she turns around where me and Rochelle sitting on the couch and she's like, are y'all married yet? Ouch, <laughs> Lord. I was like, cause I've never even talked to her about it. My sexuality, my relationship, anything. And she's just like, y'all married yet? I was like, what? And Rochelle's cracking up. She thinks this is hilarious. I'm like, yo, I was mortified. And I said, no. And then she just turned back around. She's like, all right. That's the only conversation I ever had with my grandma about my relationship. <laughs> you know what though? That's, that's crazy. That's yeah, awesome. it was, that it was, was wild. A, a preview. That was a preview. Yeah. So then of course, the next thing I do is I call my mom. I'm like, mom, what did you tell grandma about my, she was like, I didn't tell her nothing. But my grandma used to send me, uh, she would send a, every one of her grandkids, she would send us a check in the mail when we were in college, $25. But this is like the most meaningful $25 that I ever got in my life, right? Absolutely. But she would send little notes with it. Like she would send a note. And one time she sent the article of like Ellen with the note because she watched <laughs> daytime TV. Crazy. Family is, 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 is amazing. Um, but yeah, so going back to um, the relationship. Okay, so you guys meet family kind of um, sporadically, you know, obviously some some challenging dynamics. Have you had any conversations about uh, how, has there, any, has there been any one meeting that's been more challenging than the other? And then like, what were some of the things that you had to do to kind of work through those things? And this is more for people who one one thing that we see a lot are starting to see a lot more of is long-term relationships but there are people who kind of have those roadblocks this being one of them because you know my wife and I the same we've had a lot of conversations about family and how it's separate from our relationship but it affects you right so it's like how do you not take it personal it like and and feel protected and like all of the 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 nuances that go into like what family is to each of you you want to talk about the uh, first meeting with your mom and your dad? You ever said that? So I'm very private with my mother because I love her very much, but she doesn't see the sunshine and things that I do. So when I went to Hawaii, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Hawaii, da da da, da. And she was like, you going with a guy or a girl? And I said, I'm going with a girl. And she was like, that's why I never gonna have no grandchildren. I said, yeah, I've heard that one before. I said, you don't like other people's children, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I came back engaged. She was just like, okay, yeah, whatever. Literally. Literally. Um, <laughs> didn't come to the wedding. My stepfather didn't come. Um, and then she kind of had to suck it up because Kendra wasn't going anywhere. And I'm the oldest for both my parents and I'm the only girl for both of my parents. Um, and for a long time, she wouldn't really take us seriously. You thought you loved the girl before. 
and blah, 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 blah. So she really thought it was a phase because I did, you know, also date men. Um, but we got to a point where my little brother was graduating because we're 13 years apart. So my baby was graduating. So I had to be there and mm-hmm. Kimber came. There was no way I was leaving her at home. And we were both so nervous. My mom says what's on her mind as soon as it comes to her mind. Yeah. And we got, I, I got, I got them right now, man. Yeah. <laughs> we got to the hall to, you know, help decorate and Kendra got out of the hall, the, the car. And, um, if you don't know, I'm five foot. My mother is two inches shorter than me <laughs> and Kendra's six foot. <laughs> so Kendra gets out the car and my mom is not a hugger. She's not real touchy feely, but she hugs Kendra and Kendra says, nice to meet you. And she said, it's been a long time coming. And I almost hit the floor because I was shocked. Um, but through the graduation, she wouldn't really take pictures with Kendra or nothing like that. And after the graduation, my parents sat us down to have a conversation. Um, my mom and my stepfather that, you know, it's not that they didn't love me or, you know, that they disliked Kendra, but they were afraid for us. It's also hard. It's hard to be a black woman. And then you add to be gay on top of it. People are crazy and they'll just do things to you. But also my fault because I did not bring her around. Mm-hmm. I didn't bring her home. I didn't give them the opportunity to meet her and to get used to her before I decided to marry her. And obviously I apologize to her and to them for that. But that was my own, you know, fear because I wanted to protect her. Yeah, I, I don't want to try to talk trash mm-hmm. to her and I have to mm-hmm. be like, who are you talking to? Like, mm-hmm. you want to protect the relationship with your parents, but you also want to protect your person. So it was a little difficult, but after that, you know, everything's been like smooth sailing. Like my parents have came and stayed at our house for a weekend. That yeah. on the couch and my mm-hmm. mom sends Kendra dog and cat videos and stuff <laughs> all over Instagram so it's different and anytime that my nana comes in town Kendra gets a pound cake that's a good that's that's a good perch <laughs> oh, yeah absolutely if yeah. Kendra looks at my nana she 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 has sent a pound cake through the mail with dry ice for her there you go that's so, not a bad perk <laughs> <laughs> she my family definitely came around but that was a really hard meeting for us um just the anxiety of what's going to happen. Yep, because you just How don't you know. Act, what are you going to say? And mm-hmm. we have had some meetings where my mom will still say out of the way things like bringing up old relationships with guys and stuff. And I mean like high school relationships. Yep. But you're here now. We had the conversations <laughs> and put a stop to all things disrespectful. Yeah, no, it, it I mean, it, it, it's tough because you feel like, um, you know, uh, we talk a lot about just like, when you're kind of the minority in the situation, like you feel like you have to carry the burden of like the progress of things. Um, and it is tough. My wife is the same with me in terms of her family. Like she's like, I don't, if anybody say anything to you, I'm like going, I'm going ham. Like that's just her personality because she just knows me and she knows her family. So she knows I'll go ham. And she knows that, (laughs) you know, the, the protection is of everyone. Right. Um, but you know, we do, we, you, you do have to have those hard conversations. Like 
okay, this is an inevitable part of our journey, right? We gotta, we just gotta move through this, but it always takes you by storm when they're like accepting or like when they don't give yeah. you like a fuss, you're like, what? Okay. Yeah, but where is this? Yeah, it's wild, but it is definitely, um, it's a journey, but it's a part of it. Um, and so, you know, shout out to y'all for being able to persevere through like those challenging situations. Um, in terms of uh, the communication between you when you are in, in uh, faced with those situations, how do you provide comfort to each other when you have to encounter that? I would say we definitely talk it out first. Yeah. <laughs> we had a very long talk and kind of sat with each other, prayed with each other, talked it out to just say, okay, even if we go, if it goes bad, we're gonna mm-hmm. leave out of here good. We're gonna leave out of here together. Cause I got you no matter what you got me, no matter what. So regardless of how this meeting goes, we're going to be okay. <laughs> so it's always kind of keeping us to the forefront of no matter what goes on behind closed doors, no matter what goes on wrong with the family. When we go home, it's me and you. 100%. Cause we are our family. This, this yeah. is our family. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love you can't that. Make your mom, not your mom. You can't, you know, oh, I'm not going to ever. I'm, I'm never going to not talk to my mom, no matter how much we get into it. I'm never going to not talk to her. We might, you know, go a couple of days, but we're going to come back to it. But regardless of how that is, when we go home, it's me and her. Right. <laughs> Kendra's right. model is anybody can get it. Anybody, anybody can, can get it. it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you you see, I'm, I'm 5'10". You know, my, my stature is definitely like, it's a, it's hey. a presence. I'm a gentle giant. I ain't going to hurt nobody, but like, exactly. don't play with me neither. <laughs> Exactly. You know, so I feel you. I, I'm I'm with it. Um, that's great. So for as far as like you know, long term relationship, right? You know, together. Um, one thing that you guys are big on is uh, you know, loving each other and equally. So specifically for you, D. Um, because if if you know, tra- in a traditional sense, if 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 there's a such thing, right? Kendra, you know, stud and femme. People have these assumptions about what that is right people probably would be surprised to know a lot of things like I'll, I'll, I'll throw an example so like who who um who who takes out the trash in your relationship who washes the clothes who cooks the food right so like there's like all these things that like who cleans the house right who like who's more organized who's more this who's more that where oh, in a more organized lord <laughs> my own me too. Me too. I have my own system. She can't say that because she puts anything <laughs> anywhere in the kitchen, and I have organization up here in the kitchen. <laughs> you see, I'm, I'm neater. I would say I'm definitely I'm neater, more organized. Like I buy into the clear containers and all the stuff, but my wife can put anything anywhere and remember exactly where she put it. In a, in a pile of what looks like an absolute disaster to me, she'll be like, did you see that lip gloss in that pile of 17 <laughs> other eye makeups that was in the corner? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the one I threw away because it looked like it was old, but. Yep. Oh, she does that. I'll be like, where, where is this thing? And I'll be like, you threw it away, didn't you? she will be like, why are you always think I throw stuff away? Because you know it. Because you do. I'm I'm like, well, why was it there like, why, why was it at right oh man was it there <laughs> for days but if it's not yours it's not yours to throw away but it, it's not yours to say where it's supposed it's to go it's distracting 
Thank you. Don't Thank look you. at it. Close it's, your eyes. It, it's distracting. It's very distracting. <laughs> like Thank we don't you. we don't share a bathroom. We don't share a closet. And these are like when you're in a long term relationship. These are things that like when you first start out dating, it's like no, like I want everything, like merge everything, like whatever. And after oh. like you when you <laughs> you reach a certain point, you're like, listen, this is for the both of us. <laughs> Yes. this is for us okay Absolutely. this is what these are two less things we have to argue about if you have your own space and I have my own space and we share the room but that's it like you yep. do your thing over there you can close your closet door it can look however you want it to look I'll be over here where everything's mm-hmm. neat and clean and I know where everything is nothing wrong with either one but these are just things that when you've been together for a long time, you can have these honest conversations about it. So, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? So are there other things that y'all have uh, that are different now that than when you first got together? Oh, let's see. I don't know. Cause we still, I mean, there was a time when I worked night shift. So bedtimes had to be really, really different. Um, but when I did COVID, when COVID happened and I still work night shift, she started working from home. And it's so strange to know that you want to be still underneath the same person. I used to sleep on the floor in my office. In her office yeah. during COVID. Um, dang, she has a video where I fell asleep in the reading chair and she picks me up and takes me to the bedroom. Um, but I think I saw that. Yeah. We that still go to bed at the same time. Because I wake up at four. Four a.m. Yes, I have to. I work out before I go to to work. Um, at seven. So, mm-hmm. but so she's telling me at nine thirty, you ready to go to bed? And I'm like, I guess, yeah, like sure. And every now and again, like if if I have to work the weekend, Friday nights are nice to catch up on every show that we watch. I'll stay up till two o'clock in the morning and still wake up at five to go to work mm-hmm. without problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's admirable. It's really hard. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we gotta get the money though. You gotta oh. get, to, get the bag. <laughs> we try not to go to bed without each other, and every now and again, she's like, "I don't want to get in the bed." I'll be like, "But I have to get up in the morning, so you gotta go to bed." And she'll be like, "Well, I'm not going to sleep. Just go get in the bed." So I'll just sleep on the couch until it's time until she's ready to go get in the bed. But before, yeah. I used to leave and go get in the bed. I'll leave and go get in the bed. I just leave and go get in the bed. Okay, I'll well. I'll leave and go get in the bed. Not, but, not but now, I think because I know I spend so much time at work yeah. and time is so precious, at least to me, to be around the people that you love, that um, when I'm at home and I need to rest, I rest better with her next to me. Yeah. So it's it's a little different. But outside of that, I mean, all of the hair products are hers now. Because I have locks, but right. when we started dating, I I had loose hair. Yeah. So all the hair products were mine. But everything else in the bathroom belongs to me. So everything. Else. She gets like <laughs> this much space and I got this much space. I got my own bathroom. <laughs> See? I, I probably need my own bathroom. But but that she has her own shoe closet. That, that, yeah, I do. I have yeah, have that too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The bathroom will be changing soon. Um, we're actually expecting, so I'll be going back in the other bathroom. So this congratulations. congratulations. Okay, thank you. So this space over here will be occupied by uh 
a, a little person. So I got to vacate like this whole half of the house. Oh my. <laughs> so, yeah. Build a nurse, you know, nursery, all the stuff. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. So I'll be going back into the troubled land of fear of the bathroom with my <laughs> wife, but I love her. So it's all good. Um, awesome, man. So um, when you, so dating each other now, um, and it makes, it makes a lot of sense to me, uh, you know, the, the dating thing. Um, but do you talk about you, you know, feeling like, um, equally that like you want to show Kendra love, um, and like what that, how that, what that looks like. And when, when you guys kind of start sharing that responsibility? So, um, when we first started dating, Kendra made more money than I did. And I was still in school, but I'm uh, a lifer when it comes to school. But a lot of that is I'd rather go to work than go to class. And she saw that. And eventually she made me cut down hours. I went from having four jobs when we first started dating to one and then working part time. Um, so I feel like a part of her way of showing me love was investing in me and being able to take care of things. I've never had that kind of support. And um, now that I have really come into my career, I will buy things and she'll be like, why are there shoes at the door? I don't know. I saw some Jordans. You wanted them? Hmm? Like Friday, I got her an Apple Watch. She doesn't have one. So I got her an Apple Watch. And today we're going on a date. So I'm treating for us to go on a date. But Kendra is the person who takes care of everybody. And that is a consistent thing, not just in our relationship, but also in her family. Um, she has gotten her mother's car fixed in Indiana. And we are sitting here in Georgia. Um, so... That's just what she does. So in order for me to take on some of that from her is to make sure that I care for her in a sense of I take her to dinner. I make sure she has what she needs. Um, I am the one who gives her the vitamins every day. <laughs> um, yeah, that's I, your way of being her. It's being strong for her because she has, you know, for because she has to be strong for she's being strong for her, her family. Um, which is very interesting and brings me to a question. <laughs> yeah. How do you, how does that work, right? Because I know we have a similar situation or had a similar situation where um, Marv is an only child and or functions as an only child. I'll say she has like siblings in her, uh, you know, from her uh, her parents, but she grew up as an only child in her in her house, um, and so you know, having like the sibling the, the sibling responsibilities and like my mom was a teen mom and my family is very much not like well off. So people ask for money. People do like all that kind of stuff. Um, and it went on for a while. My wife let it happen. And she's like, all right, we're going to see, you know, let's, let's, cause she doesn't have that same thing. Like her parents very much are parents. They take care of her. Like if she needs anything, they, they take care of it. Um, and then we had to have a conversation about that, right? Like, okay. So you know that you doing that for them is taking away from us. Um, and like just how to essentially put boundaries in place with our family. Um, has that ever been a, a thing or a, a conversation or how do you balance and kind of limit how far it goes? 
it, it was definitely an issue. Uh, when I first started going, when I first started bringing D home with me, she would notice I would be running around so much that by the time we got back to our home, I was burnt out. She got sick. I would get sick every single time for traveling, running, doing things for my sister, doing things for my mom, my aunts. My, I would be running around doing everything for my family. And we would get into arguments because she would want to do things when we went to my hometown. But I'm so focused on my family that I'm forgetting that I even brought my wife home with me. And, and I'm would, a tourist. <laughs> she's a tourist. She's too messy. Yeah, she wants to get out and do things. And I'm like, well, wait, I'm here with my family. I'm trying to do things with my family. I'm forgetting about her. So to that, you said the perfect word, boundaries. I had to go home and literally tell people no, <laughs> which was a really big issue for me is to say no to my family because I've always been you know, that kind of caregiver person when it came to them. So having her help me set boundaries, we would have a conversation before we got on the plane. She, you're not going to run yourself ragged. You're not going to come back sick this time. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do this. And I'm like, all right, I hear you. I hear you. And it would literally take her probably speaking up for me when we're at home with my family. And she would be like, yeah, I'm not going to run my wife, my wife ragged. No. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I would just sit back and be like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Tell them. Get them, baby. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm sitting here. Well, my yeah. mother-in-law, I love her so much. And I think this is where it started. Is she'd be like, okay, Ken, I'm gonna have you, we need to get a new cell phone. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I'm gonna put this on your list. And I'd be like, the, the last straw for me, the last straw for me was her saying, I'm gonna just add that to your list one day. And I was like, what list? <laughs> what is this list you speak of? Because now this is our list. <laughs> this is our list now, right? This is vacation. She was coming to love on you. Right. You can't be giving her stuff to do. Oh, and they listen because they don't do it no more. <laughs> they don't do it no more. we still do things when we go because yeah. that's her mother and it's her family and there is no way that we will ever not make sure she has what she needs or help her you know you know taking older people to get a new cell phone mm -hmm. rough. so <laughs> <laughs> it's better for us to be there than to try and do it on the phone so we still do those things but as far as a long laundry list of things for her to do outside of enjoy our nieces and nephews and our family mm -hmm. won't do that no more mm -mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we still tired because our nieces and nephew are a lot. Yeah, they, they, the kids is a lot. So I think yeah. the biggest key is set, setting that boundary. <laughs> setting yeah, that boundary and sticking to that boundary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it feels hard, but you know that's why you know we have uh, my wife's a tourist too, and she's very much the same. Just like no, we're, we're this is what we're not gonna do. Like not doing this. Get a hotel. Don't stay with anybody. Just like yep. <laughs> yeah oh yeah she, we, would, we would always go and stay with my mom yeah so like, i want to go home and stay with my mom and she's like no, no. we're getting a room this time <laughs> when you go by yourself you can stay with your mom it's only when i'm here we're not doing that and the kids can all use the bathroom now and they mm -hmm. stay with us when we stay so mm -hmm. that's, it's really nice to be able to be with them but sometimes we need if, if it's an event we all can't get ready mm -mm. together so let's stay in the room so everybody can be comfortable and get ready. Out. We'll stay one night with my mom and the rest of the nights in the hotel. <laughs> no nights with nobody. We at the hotel, the airport wow. to the hotel. <laughs> no. Well, oh, and goodness. I mean, I'm much like your wife. I was kind of raised as an only child. I'm 13 years older than my brother um, from my mother, but from my father, I'm 24 years older than my brother. I have a nine-year-old brother. <laughs> She has the opposite. Her 
they're older than her. Like all of them are, she's the youngest. So all of them are like much older. They have her older, one of her oldest brothers has a, a kid that's like her age. So, oh wow, yeah, she's the youngest. I mean, that's even at one point that's, that's going to end up being how it is, but yeah, Kendra's the baby and I'm the oldest. So, mm, oh yeah, that's a whole other different. thing. But you know, yeah. she's not the typical baby. I mean, she is cause she's annoying. <laughs> uh, I don't have little sisters. I got, I have brothers and I raised one of them. Mm -hmm. So this, this thing that she does, <laughs> I don't understand it. It's, and, um, it's interesting because normally the older one, like the, that would be expected from you being the older sibling, like all the stuff that Kendra's doing for her family is typically stuff that the oldest yeah. kid does. So it's interesting. That is very interesting, but you guys balance each other out. So that's, that's, it's awesome that one of you recognizes it, you know, and says, all right, we got to pull back a little bit so it's that's pretty cool also have to, i have to remind her that visiting family is not a vacation it, it it's not it also it's shouldn't not. drain you though but oh. <laughs> like we have to go to the beach by ourselves sometimes we can't we just yeah 100 yeah awesome man i love it so for one piece of relationship advice i got two more questions but specifically relationships long-term relationships what's one key of piece of advice for being in a long-term relationship? Uh, you want to go first? Um, you will never be attached to the person that you first met. Kendra is consistent, but Kendra is not who she was in 2013. And I can accept that from her. I have to adjust, but I have to remind myself that I've been buying these thin vanilla Oreo cookies for three months every week for her. But this month, she don't want them and don't want them for the rest of the year. <laughs> She's going to change. She might like to watch TV on the couch for a little while, but now she don't. It's something she's going to like in the bedroom right now that she ain't going to like years from now. And I have to accept that. She might not want to be in HR anymore and want to chase her dreams and be spontaneous. And now she wants to be messy. And I'm going to have to come to grips with that because I love her and that she's who I want to be with. But if I can't accept the changes and the ups and the downs of her, we're not going to make it. That's a good, that's good advice. What you got, Kendra? I would say um, communication. You have to remember that along with kind of piggybacking off of what you said, you're with somebody that's going to change minute by minute, hour by hour, month by month. So remembering to keep the lines of communication open and making sure you tell your partner when you don't feel like yourself. Me and Dee have a, I was still, I still kind of an issue with when she gets mad, she holds it in and she'll let me know two months later that she was mad about something. And I'm like, wait, when did I do this? Wait, when did this happen? <laughs> so now we have a, it's called truth moment we'll text each other truth moment. If we have something we want to get off our chest and say, you know, right then. And no matter what it is, I would say communication is the biggest thing <laughs> when you're in a long-term relationship. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't communicate, you don't, you don't figure out those little changes. You don't figure out those little things about your partner and paying attention <laughs> to the communication. Everybody communicates different. She doesn't communicate the same way she did in 2013 that she does now. 
So that progress in the communication and making sure you are intentional about sitting down and having conversations, not just on text message, not just, you know, FaceTime, but sitting down and actually looking at each other and having conversations. That's probably the biggest thing I'll tell anybody is the key to a lasting relationship is the communication behind it. You have to communicate your wants, your needs, your dislikes. Because that was a, the biggest thing with me was I wouldn't tell her anything. I would hold, I wouldn't tell her anything. She hadn't even probably seen me cry up until maybe the first time I saw her cry was at our wedding. Yeah. Like she hadn't seen me cry. And it was because not that I was afraid to cry. It was more of, nah, she ain't seen that side of me. Like, no, I can't, I can't be that vulnerable yet. So in communicating and telling her that literally made me feel free by telling her, so I don't feel comfortable crying around you. I don't feel comfortable with that. And that allowed her to then kind of get off my back a little bit about it because I told her now. <laughs> so I would yeah. say keep the lines of communication open and don't be afraid to you know tell your partner when you don't like something or when you do like something. Yeah. Big, 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 major, major keys. Um, okay. Last question is, if you had a theme song for your life, what would it be? You're going first. I'm going first. Okay. Theme song for my life. I mm -hmm. am a, a huge person when it comes to songs that are meaningful and motivational. So there's a song by Yolanda Adams. It's called, I'm going to be ready. Love that song. There's a, the chorus says, uh, sight beyond what I see, you know, what's best for me prepare my heart, prepare my mind for whatever comes, I'm going to be ready. D said it perfectly to me earlier that, you know, faith without work is dead. Mm -hmm. And I know that I always put in the work, so I'm going to be ready for whatever God sends my way. So that that song always speaks to me. I love that. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you, D, for coming on and sharing your story. I definitely appreciate you. Y'all know what it is. This is another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'll catch y'all on the next one.